Okay. I was trying to avoid talking directly about Greta. But it seems that everybody is talking about Greta. And I could take this time to just ignore it entirely, which I tried to do. But, you know, you kind of... I probably should ignore it. I probably should have ignored it. The problem is, is that it falls into line with about five of the recent podcasts I made. Especially fear, science, um, mostly those two. And the cult of climate change. You know, all those things, they come to a head. And you, you you can't avoid it. But this little Greta lady, did you watch her speech? Her little four-minute speech where she cried and was very dramatic and she chewed out adults for ruining her dreams and ruining her future and not keeping promises made for children from before she was even even was a children and apparently unaware that she's soon going to be an adult. <laughs> so, yeah, this entitlement that uh, everybody that comes before you has to set you up for, you know, a magic life. You know, she's a kid. She's a kid. Here's what really is sad about that whole thing. I saw somebody that I respect today um, making a post about how she was she was convinced uh, that Greta was acting. You know, that she's totally acting like she was crying. But the way she was breathing in, I found to be convincing in her speech. Um, and that's not surprising to me. I mean, even just being in that position as a kid, being around all those people, it's very easy to be emotional. When you're a kid, you're emotional. You know, when I was that age, I was scared shitless about the future. That's what's so sad about this, is that when you're a kid, you're already a nervous wreck. When you're a teenager, you're already worried about the future, you know? And when I was a kid, I told this in my fear podcast but i was being told you know that nuclear war was coming that all these natural disasters were coming this news about the world ending that's nothing new and i wasn't just getting it from school i was getting it from church too you know at church they were telling us it was the uh, last minute of the last hour the last day before the return of jesus and then weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and death in the streets religious wars, everything. But of course, nothing has changed. It's all pretty much the same. There's some things that change a little bit. Yeah, fine. But then they change back. Every time, I still have latent worries from that stuff, you know, because I finally got out of the loop of being afraid of it when I was uh, probably right around when I left the church. Suddenly, my fears sort of subsided is weird (laughs) i left the church and left utah and kind of left um left a lot of that worrying behind and uh i guess my worries i still have worries now now the worries are that people like greta will be used and are being used by extreme extreme globalists who are basically communists to try to, you know, create world government, you know, and strip people of their rights. And my friend Juan sent me some stuff the other day 
that I hadn't really considered, but his idea is that the the globalist environmentalist movement is really to keep the third world from developing, you know? And uh, they make it seem like it's to help the third world develop and redistribute stuff, but his the way he looks at it is just like, no, they've got to stop the third world from developing and having posterity like the first world, you know? So you put carbon taxes and everything, you just make it unviable for smaller countries to ever partake in the, you know, the, the, the fruits of technology, you know, of the industrial revolution, the, the engine. <laughs> and uh, he sent some other stuff about old laws about that and how the elite maintain control and stay elite. And that's, of course, very easy. It's a very easy way to imagine it, you know. How many times have we seen Bono and Bill Gates and George Clooney preach to us from about carbon footprints from their private jets in their gigantic beachfront mansions? Multiple mansions. I mean, it's such a it's such a glaring joke that it's surprised I'm surprised that people just don't laugh when they hear these people speak about carbon footprints and carbon emissions, when they are gigantic consumers, their concerts, their their industries, their private jetting around. Oh, gosh, the waste that's in Hollywood. I don't know if you've ever worked on a Hollywood film. I mean, the waste is insane. It's almost all waste. Do you ever just look in the, when you see... $300 million was spent on this movie. Yeah, it was mostly wasted. It's not... They're not the type of people you want to hear um, preaching from. But anyway, back to Greta. Poor little Greta, young kid. Um, she's apparently being... She seems to be... Re, I've seen some pictures of her wearing an anti-fascist shirt on and her parents wearing them too. So her parents are Antifa. And if you haven't looked into Antifa, another friend of mine kind of pointed this out to me. I'm being uh, helped out by a lot of my Facebook friends. I'm glad. But my friend Jody, she sent me... Um, she sent me down the uh, historical rabbit hole of learning about the Bolsheviks. And boy, they do seem to bear a striking resemblance to Antifa, which is basically their authoritarian communists. They're not fighting against fascism. They are fighting for global government, global communism, global internationalism. Just search global internationalism and just internationalism in general and you'll see the roots go back to communists, you know. And they'll call it socialism and democratic socialism, but that's always just, that's the cracking the door open to full-blown communism. A cursory glance at the last century should give you an idea of where that's coming from. So anyway, that's where Greta's coming from. Her parents are... Basically Bolsheviks, authoritarian communists. And what a big surprise that a movement, the far left, would once again push a child out in front to send the message. Why? Well, I don't know. Marketing? They seem to do it a lot, though. David Hogg, all those kids from the school shooting. They, they, they never cease. 
They never let a crisis or a tragedy go by without finding a crying child to push in your face. It's the marketing always. Famine in Africa. Here's a child crying. The children, the children, you know. And it's um, it's kind of sad for me because I was watching this girl crying and I saw real fear and anger in her eyes. And I remember that as a kid, being afraid. And, and having that, she reminded me of me. I was a preachy little motherfucker when I was a kid. I remember one time even right when I was in the missionary training center to go on a mission, right? Um, we were playing football on the lawn in front of the Provo Temple, right? One with a, 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 one of my fellow missionaries was a college football star, and his brother was on the New England New England Patriots, so playing football with a real star. But they were really getting into it, especially because of him, because it wasn't just a fun game of football for him. He was getting serious. Well, things were getting heated, and there was a fight that broke over football. So I got in this... <laughs> oh, my God, if I had a video of this, I think I'd be so embarrassed. But I broke out into this. I called them to repentance. We're on the Lord's. This is the temple grounds and blah, blah, blah. And I got emotional. Boy, I, I, I really felt it, you know. I really felt my message was, you know, peace. You know, how dare you? This anger, this, uh, this aggression. This is not how messengers of the Lord should behave. And they were all kind of dumbstruck and like, whoa. <laughs> I can, I can only imagine what they said behind my back, you know. It was a it was a way overreaction, but I I felt that way as a kid. I've always been a kind of a dramatic kid, and uh, I have strong feelings. Just why I write sad music, I'm a sensitive little dickhead. Okay, I really am. Um, I've kind of learned how to control that stuff, and I know how to channel it into art rather than channeling it into interfering with other people's lives via laws. But I did understand it, and I and I did see her to be a legit. And I look back, I look at her, and I think, why weren't people protecting, not protecting, but giving comfort to a kid? And, of course, my last podcast was called comfort or the one before last it's okay to feel discomfort but man you shouldn't be when a kid is already at that hormonal stage of life and there's so many worries i've never worried like i worried when i was a kid my worries in junior high and high school were so much greater i i had some worries in my early 30s too but those were the real those were the real stages my early to mid 30s but more than that those were minor compared to the worries that i had when i was in junior high and high school you know you're worried about love think about the way you were back then i mean you, if you have a slight crush on somebody in your in your class it's the whole world to you you know if they pay attention to you, it means the whole world. If they don't, it means the whole world. These are people that you meet and two days later you're in love. You know, absolutely in love. And you're crushed if something goes wrong. Your emotions are very unstable as a, as a kid. Her parents shouldn't be. A, when, her, when she 
acts that way about the future and crying, they're pushing her out in front of a crowd. Instead of going, oh, come here, Greta, don't worry. It's going to be fine. They've been saying this stuff to me all my life, too, and the world hasn't ended. You are going to be fine. You're probably going to grow up and you're going to become an old lady and you're going to have some kids and some grandkids and things are going to be fine for you. Just avoid getting into debt with school. (laughs) And try to avoid people who are trying to scare the shit out of you. You know, you're going to be fine. Think of that. Think of nice things, too. You know, prepare something. Think of a way you can help besides being angry and yelling at everybody. You know, it's... Anyway, who cares what she's doing? My point is, is like, why she shouldn't be doing this. The people around her should be protecting her. They shouldn't be making her, letting her feel these fears. And I believe her. I, I believe her. I believe that she's really scared. You know, and that's kind of another podcast I did about lies. There's levels of lies. You don't want the person you put forward to know that they are lying. You want them to believe the lie. That's how you sell it. You can't sell it. It's very hard for a person who knows they are lying to lie in front of everybody because we pick up on it. We're trained. We all know. It's intuitive. We know when people are actually lying to us. So you don't have the top rung doing the lying. You filter it down. She's like two rungs down. Her parents might even be true believers. you know. But the people that told her, they're the liars. Or the person right above. It's just a small group of absolute straight-up bald-faced liars. People who know they are lying. Misrepresenting data. Misrepresenting science. They have political ends that they don't tell the next level. And then by the time that level tells the next person, it's filtered down and it's being believed. They're believing the things that they're saying. I believe that Greta believes what she's saying. Because people who she's supposed to trust, her parents and the people around her, She believes them. She should believe them. And they should be telling her the truth. My suspicion is, is that they've been lied to too. And it goes up a couple more rungs before you get to the original liar who's going, (laughs) I'm going to get him. I'm going to get my way. I'm going to get my way if it kills me. You know, likely an old dude that's about ready to die. George Soros comes to mind. Bill Gates comes to mind. Bono comes to mind. These globalists with God complex, you know, savior complex. They, I believe that Bill Gates has savior complex. You know, look at watch his special on Netflix and tell me he doesn't have savior complex. Um, so she's down on that rung. She believes it. So she's the perfect person to sell it. A young person selling a lie. A young person who believes it. Will she ever? Will she ever wake up? I mean, for me, for example, when I first got out of Mormonism, I was bitter as fuck. When I figured it out, that when I I told a story about this on a few podcasts ago, about when I figured out that Joseph Smith was kind of a charlatan, he manufactured his own history uh, after the fact, you know, to sell the church to a 
once it was starting to get big, I felt ripped off because I thought the people around me knew this. I was wondering how many of the leaders of the church knew this information and were holding on to it. And I had an experience with the church too where I knew the Mark Hoffman uh, bomber, the Mormon bomber. If you look into it, Mormon bomber. He bought a spa from my, the place where I sold spas and I went and serviced his spa, right? And uh, so I knew him personally, not as a customer, not as a pal or anything, but I had been to his house, right? And I saw a little area where he works. Well, he he blew up some people because he had a scandal going. He had a scam going where he was faking documents, early historical documents of the church that would be embarrassing to the church if they got out, right? So he was forging these documents embarrassing documents, embarrassing letters from Joseph Smith or translations from Joseph Smith that if they got out, the church would look bad. So the church, what they were doing is he was selling them to the church. He was basically, black, not blackmailing them, but selling them these documents. It was a pretty good scam, right? And they were paying him, you know? But then it, then it got out that he was forging, right? And so, or he had a partner that was going to rat on him or something. I'm paraphrasing. So he bombed that guy so he wouldn't get found out. He literally made a package bomb. And then uh, I was actually downtown driving around when he had another bomb that went off him in his car and blew him up. He blew himself up. He didn't die. Blew his arms off or whatever. And I even got questioned by the FBI because I sold him chemicals. And I wrote chemicals on the receipt. It was chemicals for his spa. But anyway, I knew that the church came out and they denied that they had any dealings with him. And I was like, oh, that's totally bullshit. I know they had dealings with him because I'd been to his house and I actually saw pictures of him with church leaders, you know. So they flat out denied any involvement with him. And I was like, no, uh-uh. He, he bought his jacuzzi, his hot tub with money he made from selling these phony documents to the church. They could have just came out and said, yeah, he was duping us. Yeah, and he, he got us. You got me. But they didn't. They spun it. Anyway, um, people lie, and people below them lie more. So my Sunday school teachers and my bishops and my mom and my dad, they weren't lying to me because they were believers, you know? And the people who taught them were likely believers, and so on, and up the chain and up the chain. It takes till you, even up at the very top, once history goes by, you can, go, you can have a guy at the very top position who's a believer because he believed a lie that somebody else told maybe a century before him. But eventually you get to the liar. You know, eventually you find out who the original liar is who sold the big lie to people. But the believers are believers. And if you believe something and you tell it to be true, you're not lying even if it is all based on a lie that somebody else told. And that's what Greta looks like to me. She looks like she's repeating a lie. You know, she believes it. And it's sad to me, and it's sad when they manipulate children like that because, God damn it, being a child is fucking hard as anything. I, when people talk about, oh, if I could just go, enjoy it while you can, children, enjoy it while you can. When people said that back then to me, I was like, what are you fucking talking about? Being an adult looks way better you know, and it is better. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Not having somebody tell me when to wake up, when to go to bed. Oh my God. 
You're a prisoner when you're a child. You're a hostage. You can't do anything. What can you do when you're a child? You can't drive. You don't own anything. You barely even get to pick out what the groceries are. I didn't get to pick out any of them. I got a job. I had to weed the garden. Being a child sucked. You had to accept whoever your mom married and her and their family, whether you wanted to or not. Not a big deal in my case. I kind of, I mean, I really thought my stepdad was awesome. But no choice in the matter. Greta doesn't have a choice. She didn't have a choice for who her parents were going to be. She didn't choose to be born into a family of Bolshevik and authoritarian communists. You know? So what do you do now? What do you do with people like that? What do you do with people like David Hogg? You know? Suddenly, and you think Greta's just going to uh, figure out on her own these things? No, because now, you know, she's ushered in. I have a friend who's a famous Mormon. He became famous as a Mormon. And uh, the Mormons have really been pushing him forward as here's our famous Mormon friend, you know. And he's not a, he's not a friend friend. He's a, more of a friend of a friend. And uh, a guy that I know and I've met a couple times, but I had a discussion with him one time. I said, you know, you realize that you don't need to, the church needs you more than you need the church. You can fill a stadium. People are singing your songs. They love you. They need you more than you need them. He kind of had a look in his eyes like, ooh, I like the way that sounds. <laughs> but as far as I know, he's still going to church and good for him. I don't care. But, um, yeah, you can't fall for that shit. You can't fall for the emotional arguments. You can't fall for the, here's a child, listen, out of the mouths of babes, you know, that Jesus stuff. Hitler did it too, you know. In fact, she lo- I saw this meme where they put side by side the little blonde girl with braids the little Aryan girl that he used in his Hitler youth campaigns to sell his message. Basically, Greta looks almost the exactly the same, like uncanny resemblance. You know, if you were to believe in some weird reincarnation, spiritual gobbledygook, uh, you might go, oh shit, there's a wormhole. <laughs> Somehow that child was transported. But yeah. You gotta, you gotta protect your own kids from stuff like that. But what can you do if you're the parents and you also have it? That's that's one of the things that I, um, ha- I struggle with here because it's really hard when you find people that are pushing lies that you really know to be lies, but they're actual true believers. I don't find that many true believers on uh, the far left. Um, like faithful believers. Well, let me think. Is that true? I don't know. I I don't know. I I I I don't know. Like how many people? How many of those people are just? It's. I I have to give myself a choice. It's either they're dumb, and ignorant, or they're bad, or they're just actually lying, and they know they're lying. You know, and I totally acknowledge the darkness that humanity has. I and I see it. You know, I see it when people are just—I see it more from the left these days than I do from the right. But 
It's just hard for me. Again, kind of like what Greta said in her little speech. She said, I have a hard time believing that you're evil. And and uh, pretty good line. And I, 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 I say the same thing. It's just like, I have a hard time believing that my philosophical opponents are actually evil. So it's easier for me. It's almost, I'm doing them a service by calling them ignorant. Or dumb. Or misled. Because at least it excuses them from evil intent. Or malintent, if you don't like the word evil, you know. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, that's how I feel about Greta. I feel sorry for her. I feel like she should be uh, protected from being manipulated as she is. I don't think this is going to go well for her. I think she'll be fine in the end, whatever. Everybody's life is their life. I'm not going to try to sound like I got some major pity for her. She'll figure her st stuff out. But I mostly just don't want... I'm just... Uh, I just hate how effective that manipulation is, you know, putting children out forward. That's why it's so wrong to me when you're putting these vulnerable kids, and they are fucking vulnerable Think back to when you were a kid. I was a manipulative little shit. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna take Greta totally off the hook because I really do kind of go along with it. the Mormons have this thing called the age of accountability. You don't get baptized until you're eight. Catholics baptize when you're born, but Mormons don't baptize until you're eight because you reach the age of accountability. Meaning you by that point you actually kind of know the difference between right and wrong. And I buy into that because I think you do. I think you know before. That I, I can remember even being five and fig and knowing how to be a conniver and a manipulator, you know, and lie and to get my way. So I'm not saying she's totally innocent. She could totally do that, and that's teenagers do that. If you know any teenagers, and of course you've been a teenager, you know how much and how the lengths you'll go to lie to your parents, to your teachers, to whoever to get your way, you know. Even to your friends or your boyfriends or whatever. Kids are nuts. But having said that, they are super vulnerable because a lot of those lies are based in that chemical soup that they're swimming in. These hormones that are just making them afraid of everything's intense when you're a kid. At least it was for me. God, I see young kids now and I still seems that way. A lot of intense emotions when you're a kid. It's not the right time to be manipulating them and exacerbating them. It's the time to be going, all right, chill out. My dad was good at that. He chilled me out. When I was getting riled up when I was young, he was always good at calming me down. You know, anyway. The other thing, the main thing that I was worried about today, because I watched her give her speech, and then they on one of these news channels, they interviewed other teens. And there were other teenage girls, mostly, that were also crying and worrying about the future. And it was real. I could see that these kids were really worried. And of course they're worried, because they're going to these public schools, and they're being brainwashed into it. And that scares the shit out of me. On the one hand, I'm really inspired by people like Soph, if you haven't checked her out. She's a little kind of a right-wing, she's not a right-wing, she's more of a libertarian, but 14-year-old girl who's totally sharp, articulate as fuck, and her and her crowd, 
her gener- version of Generation Z is not falling for the bullshit. So on the one hand, I get really hopeful with that crowd, but then these kids literally worried and scared shitless about the future. Man, it's um, they're it, more than ever, more than ever. I, I, I make outlandish statements like this, like uh, public school is child abuse, and it makes it seem like I'm just being provocative, but I really do believe, especially now, that almost anywhere you go, the, the, the globalists have and the communists have infected the public schooling system to such a degree that it is child abuse. This convincing children that the end is nigh, that the end is going to, the world is going to end in 12 years. Teachers are teaching your children that when you're not around, they're pumping your kids full of this information. I don't care where you are. They are. That's the curriculum. The curriculum is to scare the fucking shit out of these kids so that they become little robots when they grow up to do the bidding of these globalists. That want a big one world government. Yeah, and guess what? I sound like Alex Jones now. But turns out, the more you look at it, the more you'll see it. Hell, when Alex Jones was saying this shit, none of them were fessing up to it. But now, I mean, when he was doing it, nobody was calling themselves a globalist. Everybody would be like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what that term means. There's only two. There's Republicans and Democrats. There's nothing else. You know? So... When he was saying it, when he was using the word globalist, most of us were going, I'll speak for myself, I was going, what? What are you talking about? But now it's all out in the open. There is a push. It's always been out in the open. George Bush Sr. talking about New World Order. That is global government. Barack Obama. These guys haven't disappeared. They're still working for it. You know, actively I think Bill Gates is one of those guys. Bono is one of those guys. That whole uh, open what is it, the open society or whatever, that's uh, George Soros' thing, that what it really means is no borders, world government. They want it. You know? Why? Your guess is as good as mine. you got to get in their brains. I think a lot of it is God complex. It's seriously God complex. And uh, bless Bono's little heart, why wouldn't he have God complex? And I, I met him, by the way, too. And uh, his bodyguard was a bodyguard of a friend's band. The hell? Siri is reading something to me right now. That's creepy. She keeps hearing her name. She. It. Keeps hearing her name. Oh my God, shut the fuck up, Siri! God. Isn't that creepy? I mean, Siri has been listening to me. I said seriously. And that stupid computer thought, What? Me? <laughs> I'll read something. Anyway, so Bono baptized his uh, bodyguard, a guy who I know. I got a story about Bono. I'll tell another day. But um, when you're a guy like that, where you have you can fill an, uh, an auditorium in uh, 10 seconds flat, you know, if you want to, and you got people worshiping you, why wouldn't you have God complex? Everybody confirms it to you everywhere you go. Your own bodyguard allows you to baptize him in a river. So yeah, I blame God complex. Hopefully, hopefully it's all good. I mean, you want to believe that it's all well-intentioned, but 
God, when you get into the Rockefellers and the bankers, man, it just, ugh, it gets pretty ugly. And let me tell you, if it's mar- if it's taking even tiny steps towards communism, that shit is bad. That is bad news for everyone. Even a cursory glance at the last century will tell you that. So, yeah, this Greta shit, it's not good. It's not good for her. It's not good for you. It's not good for me. It's not good for anyone. But I don't want to leave it just there. Uh, I'm going to sign off, but there's good news here. There's an opportunity here. All these children that are crying because the left is scaring the shit out of them. What they need is a comforting reassurance that things are going to be fine. And that's where you come in. You know, you don't need to get in there and mock them and make it worse because they're they're being told that you're terrible and you're evil and that you want to ruin their life. Prove they're the liars that are manipulating them wrong. You be in there to go in there, be the hero and save them from this fear. Calm them down, reassure them, show them all the positive things, you know. It's your chance to be the hero. Thanks for listening.